Well, it's my delight to welcome Megan Rose to Exopolitics today, and she's going to be talking about her background and her amazing information that uh, really brings in some additional facets to some of the areas we've been discussing in prior interviews and on Exopolitics today. So welcome, Megan. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, I think a lot of people for this is the first time that they've heard of you. So it would be good if uh, we give them a little bit of an idea of, of who you are and your background. So why don't you tell us a bit about how it all began for you? Yeah, so I was um, actually abducted twice, uh, once at age five years old and then at age nine. And um, I was rescued. I was lucky enough to be rescued by the uh, Galactic Federation. So. Um, when I was five years old, I was abducted by, there was uh, Zeta Reticuli, which are like the little, kind of the little greys, and they are more like artificial intelligence type beings, and they took me up to a ship, and there was a tall, um, what we would call the race, um, a tall grey, but it's from the race, the Mitra, and um, very, uh, like ugly kind of looking beings, um, long, tall, skinny bodies. And they were, um, their language was not like a, a human type language or there were no words, but they spoke in what was like noises. They were talking to each other. It was like um, kind of like a clicking noise. And I remember laying there and they were, um, getting ready to do a procedure. They wanted to take tissue samples of me. They were interested in what kind of DNA I had and things like that. And the tall gray was kind of instructing them on what to do. And um, I just remember the energy kind of shifted. They had, there was this awareness or this understanding that they had made a mistake. They had like overlooked something, something was going wrong and they started to hurry up. And then all of a sudden there was this big um, like rock in the ship. And all of a sudden these men came forward. I think I remember Valnek, my rescuer being there. And um, there was one other man, maybe like two to three men came into the room. Um, they had these little, little uh, laser guns and uh, they rescued me. So, um, Valnick is my contact in the Galactic Federation, and he was uh, my rescuer that day. Um, right. So it, that was my first abduction. And that's at age five. Age so five. that's a pretty dramatic series of events there. So you sent me some photos. So those yeah. photos are like one of them, I guess, is a, a Maitri, and the other yeah. is of uh, Valnick. Yes. Okay. So one was the abductor, uh, and uh, Valnick was, was the rescuer. Right. Uh, do you remember anyone else uh, that accompanied Valnek? Uh, you said there were several men. Was uh, you... Thor Han was there too, um, because they are part of the same crew. So he was there as well. Okay. Um, do you remember yeah. that name actually at the at the time? I mean, did did the names stick to you? I mean, when did you recall the names uh, Valnek and Thorhan? The names I actually found out through Elena Danan. Okay. So I actually didn't know Valnet's name. I just knew who he was by his face and by his energy, um, because Valnet is an English translation of an ET language. Um, so I actually never knew his name. 
when I met Elena Denon, I um, actually drew a photo of Valnick and he gave me some details about himself and I sent them over to her and she confirmed that that's who it was. Interesting. So you were in communication with him. So uh, yeah, so maybe kind of uh, tell us what, what happened next. Uh, you, you had a second abduction experience. A, yeah. The, the one when I was nine years old was much more traumatic. So um, that was by uh, reptilians, but the reptilians use the Zeta reticuli to do like little work for them too as well. So um, they took me again, it was a cylinder shape ship, ship and um, they took me and there was a tall um, reptile-like being, which I drew a photo of too. And he, um, these beings have the ability to kind of invade your mind. And so they, I was telepathically linked to this reptilian being. So I was understanding what was going on, what was, his, what his plans were. If you had explained it to like a nine-year-old, I probably wouldn't have understood. Um, but he wanted to take me through a portal to Mars and he was going to make me a super soldier. And, um, he also wanted to harvest my eggs and uh, he was going to use me in a breeding program too. So um, I remember laying there, they started to put this um, like milky white substance in my veins so that I couldn't move. And again, it was like this uh, feeling or this, the reptilian, his energy shifted. He was like, there was a mistake that was made. Something went, was going wrong. Um, and then a, again, Valnick and his crew came to rescue me and, um, the way, you know, Valnick and the other men, they wear these kind of like, um, super suits. And what was really interesting is Valnick grabbed this reptilian by his throat and, um, you know, Valnick is a trained, uh, warrior. So, they know they're trained in combat. There are these access points, I guess, right here underneath their neck. And that's how he ended up. That's how he killed the reptilian. And his bodily fluids, when it projected onto Valnick, it like disappeared. It didn't even really hit him. It just was like absorbed into the spacesuit, which is kind of weird, but interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, and so I was rescued again very interesting yes uh, I've, I've heard of stories like that that reptilians uh play this role in the abductions and you know, in preparing people for service on mars uh in, in some function and that they, yeah that they are definitely part of the whole secret space programs yeah yeah they are okay so so you, that happened that when you're you're nine and so mm -hmm. then you you go through life you go through school and and uh, you know, you, I think, became a nurse, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Can you tell us what, what happened or how that happened? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, I grew up in Northern Virginia and um, I actually I went to college in Florida, um, nursing school. And so I was a like a critical care nurse for about two to three years. I just left my job actually last year, but uh, now I do home health nursing. So, uh, so yeah, so I was a, a critical care nurse last year during uh, all the excitement. <laughs> right. Yes. So, yeah. So that's my background. Okay, that's good. Good to know. Uh, having that background in critical care uh, nursing, so obviously a, a lot, a lot of responsibility. You have to be 
emotionally very uh, mature and uh, and highly skilled to be able to do that that kind of work um, in critical care facilities. So good to know that you did that for those two to three years. And and um, I guess is it two years uh, or a, a college degree nursing? Uh, um, my nursing degree was a four-year degree. Okay, good so, to know. And so my title would be registered nurse. And um, and then you once you graduate nursing school, you can choose to be trained in different specialties. And I chose to be trained in um, intensive care or critical care. And um, so for people who are watching who don't know, those are where the sickest patients go, the vented patients. Um, the patients who need life-saving measures, that kind of thing, yeah. Okay, and, and where did you practice uh, as, as a nurse for those two to three years? Uh, Florida, uh, Florida. Southwest Florida, yeah. Okay, perfect. Okay, so now, uh, so you those events happened um, early on in your life and you're, you're a registered nurse. So how did all of this start to happen again? How did the, the contact experiences emerge? I mean, what made you decide to put energy into that? Um, I was taken in 2019, I was taken um, by Valnick up to a Galactic Federation. Um, it was kind of like a mothership, their science lab actually. And um, I had an implant placed for um, communication and protection because um, it's his responsibility to protect me. So I was taken to one of their ships and had an implant placed. Uh, you know, those beings up there, they having an implant, it's not like um, artificial intelligence. It's just a piece of technology that allows them to do certain things. So um, even Valnick has one. That's how he drives the ship. He merges his consciousness through the implant to drive his ship. So I was given one um, for communication and safety. And um, it was actually placed by Elena's friend, uh, Mira. So Elena knows her too. She's an implant specialist. And um, it actually looks like it's not in this density. So some people would think it's more like a, it might look like a chip or an artificial device, but it actually looks more like a frequency that holds a shape. And it's interdimensional. So it goes in between the matter um, of the cells, and it allows the neurons to uh, carry a certain frequency that's not really natural to Earth. So that's kind of how it works. But um, it was on the Galactic Federation, one of their motherships in a science lab. And uh, Mira actually takes care, she was rescuing and taking care of the hybrid children. So there were hybrid children on that ship in um, vertical pods. And there were also uh, little ones too running around and they had a certain like a little play area too for them to play on as well. So that's how my uh, communication or contact began uh, with Valnek, my ability to communicate him with mm -hmm. him. Yeah. So, so, so up until that time, I mean, did, were you, did you consciously remember the experiences when you were five and nine or was this something you you just had those memories stored in 2019. I had uh, I had traumas and phobias from the uh, abduction at age nine years old. So I didn't like to sleep alone, or I couldn't I couldn't sleep for many years. Um, that kind of thing. Valnek erased my memories so that I could live, uh, you know, a normal childhood and a normal life. And then when it was time for me to remember, he gave them back to me. So. 
Mm -hmm. So that really was in 2019. So you got all your memories back. And, and, and so now you've been taken up to the, the mothership or, or Valnex mothership. Um, and, and so, uh, well, you know, how did it happen after that? Were, did you regularly get uh, information from Valnec? Uh, were you taking up into the ships often? Uh, was it communication through the implant? I mean, how did it, how did it kind of unfold after 2019? The last time it was the science lab I went up to in 2019, that was the last time I went up there. And um, the communication was just via my implant. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how it unfolded, getting information through there. Um, mm -hmm. There's people, there's psychic abilities, there's remote viewing abilities that I have. That's a genetic, uh, a genetic trait. But in order to communicate with him, I have to use the implant. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, this is uh, one of the things, uh, a recurring pattern that I found uh, in interviewing contactees is that many of them, once they've had the contacts, regardless of the race, often start displaying uh, very highly developed psychic abilities, you know, whether it's telepathy, uh, telekinesis, you know, some people even begin teleportation. I mean, really amazing the kind of inherent skills we have. So yeah. 2019, uh, these skill sets start kicking in for you? Um, yeah, I had um, psychic abilities and mediumship abilities my whole life. Um, but then uh, when that happened, it did kind of shift a little bit to mm -hmm. uh, like a different energy. I have, um, I do work as a remote viewer and a psychic too. And so, um, so yeah, that did, that did kind of shift a little bit and it did get stronger for me. That's accurate. Mm -hmm. So with this implant that you have that connects you to Valnec, uh, how does it work? I mean, do you hear like a voice in your head? Do you get images? I mean, how does he typically communicate with you? He, uh, he can send images. It is his voice in my head. Um, kind of like, honestly, it's really like having a conversation like you and I are having. It's just, you know, I'll say something and then you wait for the communication to come in and just like that, it's very easy. It's very mm -hmm. clear. These, um, this technology is not hackable by any of the bad guys or anything. Um, they're not able to hack it. And if they could, that'd be really bad because all the pilots <laughs> fly their ships using the implant too. So it would not be a good thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. So good. That, that was actually my next question. I mean, is, is it, is it hack proof? Because I know, uh, you know, they've had voice of God technologies uh, since the 1970s, uh, the U.S. military that yeah. they've been using. Uh, and I guess a lot of people confuse that technology with the real thing. But in your case, uh, because this was put in by the Galactic Federation uh, and, and they, they were told you that it's hack proof, that that makes sense that otherwise, you know, their, their whole society would, would collapse if all of a sudden people could hack in and disrupt their pilots. Yeah, and it's just connected to one person. It's not a group of people, you know, it's not a, um, it's just one connected to one person, one channel. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's how it works. So in 2019, uh, you, you start having communications with Valnek, um, and, but he didn't tell you his name. You're just kind of getting information from him. And I guess what, 2021 or something that you have that interview or connect with uh, 
uh, Elena, and and that's when you learn the name, all the names of Valmec and Thorhan. Correct. Yeah, so I had a, a, a interview with um, Anya Kay and Elena Denon, and um, I learned about her and Thorhan, how she knew a pilot uh, for the Galactic Federation. So after the interview, I went back to Valnik and I said, what's, I was like, do you, how do you, how do I know her? I was like, this is weird. What's going on? And he said, um, he said, your relationship to her will come. You guys are two peas in a pod. And I said, okay, well, can you manifest something in this reality so that I know, like, I want proof. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, so I went to email Elena and, you know, I drew a picture of Valnik and um, I asked him to describe himself in a way that Elena would know who he is. And he said, well, I'm a little bit better looking than Thorhan. And I said, that's, I was like, that's rude. I was like, I'm not going to say that. And he said, no, go ahead. And um, he said, Thorhan and I are partners in crime. We both pilot the ship. And I sent that to Elena and she was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's Valnick. And um, he and Thorhan are two peas in a pod. And I was like, okay, then that's, that's my proof. So, so yeah, so that's kind of how it happened. Okay, that's, that's great. So then we have like two of you having similar experiences with right. these two extraterrestrials uh, that are part of the Galactic Federation who right. work together as a, as a team. So that, Correct. okay. So yeah. when did you first hear the term Galactic Federation of Worlds? I heard it through Valnef. Yes. So yeah, this I is heard. back in 2019, you're told correct. about the Galactic? Yes, correct. Yeah, I had no, um, I uh, was very busy going to college and living a normal life. And um, last year in critical care was a very busy and stressful year. So I had no, um, you know, I wasn't looking for this information or looking for aliens or anything like that. Um, but yeah, all, everything, all of that that I know, it came from him the, about the Galactic Federation. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how did that kind of feel to you? I mean, you're, you're working as a critical care nurse and you're also getting this information through the implant from someone saying they're from the Galactic Federation of Worlds. I mean, how did you process all of that? Um, that's a good question. I never actually thought about it. You know, uh, when I was nursing, when I was working at the hospital, I would work like around 13 hours. So thankfully, I mean, I didn't really have time to think about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, um, uh, you know, it did kind of change my perspective on things and my outlook on things and shift me in a different direction. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that was kind of a lot happening at once now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, really amazing uh, information that you would have been getting at that time. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess the frequency of the communications kind of like uh, increased or developed you know, since 2019, you know, depending on uh, where you were in your personal journey, you know, like early on, you were too busy, but uh, as you said, uh, you, you kind of left your career and, right. and now is it like you, you just got more time and you're able to process it and talk about it more is, 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 you know, can you describe that, that journey for you? Yeah, I le- so I left my nursing job, um, started working as a medium and a remote viewer 
And so I think just like anything, then it comes becomes like a normal part of your life where that's just something um, you do. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of normal for me to be able to communicate with him. So I don't really think about it anymore. Um, you know, I know it sounds like it sounds so cool to most people um, and it is. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of a normal thing um, that's happened now. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that's a pretty major step, you know, to move from a, a regular employment as a, as a registered nurse to being a medium and a, and a channeler. So, mm -hmm. you know, what, what made you convince, what convinced you to, to go down that path? You know, quite honestly, when I was um, a nurse in critical care, when people are passing away, a lot of their family members step forward or you start seeing spirits and stuff too, because you have pay, uh, most, most of my, a lot of my patients would pass on. So it got to be too overwhelming <laughs> um, because, you know, trying to save someone's life, but then you also see their spirit doing certain things. So I, yeah, I just had to decide to leave um, and I actually worked part-time, um, as a home health nurse for a while too, um, while I built my business up, but mm -hmm. that's kind of, that's kind of why too, it was just, uh, too much responsibility. It was like living in between two worlds, just, um, mm -hmm. yeah, a little uncomfortable. Okay. So, so it's really this year, 2021, that you're starting to get a lot of information from Valnek about the Galactic Federation and, and what's, what's happening out there. So, you know, so, so what are the, some of the first things uh, he started telling you about what the Galactic Federation is doing on Earth and the Moon and Mars? Um, you know, like everything is kind of ongoing, um, but he explained how planet Earth had been invaded by, um, you know, the bad guys, reptilians and greys and how they were working to uh, liberate the planet. It, it, like it's a lot of information over a period of time. So maybe it, it wasn't just 2021, it was actually um, maybe March of last year, 2020. So that he started to explain um, why they were there and they were there to help humanity. And he did explain um, stuff that was going on with the pandemic too as well um and how it all kind of fit in i'm trying to think it's a lot it's a lot though <laughs> yeah you know? so yeah um okay. you know the war on mars and stuff like that um yeah i mean it's a lot of information to kind of uh, come in you know right well you know the, the the kind of liberation wars i mean one of the things that i found in, uh, really intriguing about elena's information was that it corresponded with what Alex Collier had told me uh, years earlier uh, that uh, the he called the Andromeda Council identified that 350 years in the future that there would have been this galactic tyranny and it all traced back to the Earth, Moon and Mars, which right. I, I thought intriguing. And so Lena's kind of talked about that galactic tyranny. So is is this similar to what Valnek has told you? Has he said anything along the lines of, of a galactic tyranny that could be traced back to this time in our history? He has said, he has talked about the um, planet Earth being invaded and how 
the earth, what's happening on earth affects the entire galaxy. And so they had to come and intervene because if they didn't, it would create this huge dark system of reptilian and gray control. And then of course they would probably try and go after other planetary systems and things of that nature. So yeah, that, that would, um, yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, so what were you told about, uh, say, uh, the, the moon, for example, were you told anything about, uh, the moon being a place that the galactic federation was very active? There was a, I remember him talking about how there's um, satellites on the moon that were placed to um, control the brainwaves of the human race, and that the um, Galactic Federation had to go to deactivate them and um, liberate the moon. The moon's been liberated and they've handed it over to the, uh, the Alliance and the uh, Space Force and U.S. Navy. Mm -hmm. So, but the moon... Um, I remember him talking about how the moon has been used for a long time by the Germans and um, rays and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there was some sort of uh, electronic uh, satellite systems that were manipulating human consciousness and controlling us. Right. Uh, yeah. So, so you you mentioned that the U.S. Navy. So, what has uh, Valnick told you about? the Navy working with the Galactic Federation? Well, um, Valnick was a fleet commander and he recently got promoted to high commander. And so his, um, his job or one of his main projects is uh, working with the US Navy and the Space Force uh, to help uh, empower, train their military and so that they can um, take care of planet Earth themselves. Mm -hmm. Do you so, know how far back that goes uh were you ever told anything about when they first began working with the navy for example the 1950s okay okay that that matches the information from william Tompkins, uh who actually was working at uh, douglas aircraft company and says that there were three uh nordic human looking extraterrestrials that were helping uh the navy developed uh, very large uh, kilometer sized spacecraft for future battle fleets and that, uh, yeah, that was very interesting because that was pretty unique because other other human looking groups that say George Adamski, Howard Menger, they were typically pacifists. So that was always very strange or interesting that the group helping the Navy, you know, they weren't pacifists at all. And, right. and so that, yeah, so you want to comment about that? Yeah, I mean, I know that um, they started intervening in the 1950s and working with the US military um, to, you know, I think, and you've covered on your channel, and I'm sure most of your viewers know that um, there were other agreements made with the reptilians and the greys and stuff like that, too. So uh, the Galactic Federation knew about it, and they came to kind of groom the US and help train the US Navy so that um, uh, you know, they have quantum technology, too, where they can kind of see into the future and um, know how things will pan out. So that's part of the reason why. Yeah. Yeah, very important uh, connection there between the Galactic Federation and, and the Navy. So I'm sure we'll learn more about that. Well, you know, this takes me to the uh, meetings on Jupiter that I've been researching recently. And you sent me a communication 
from Thorhan. So um, I, I think it'd be worth just kind of like reading that. Is, is that something you have handy? Would you like to read it out? Um, or do you want me to read it out and then you can kind of elaborate? Um, sure, from Valneck, you mean? Yes, the, the one, yeah. from, sorry, from Valneck. Yes, the one he sent you about the Galactic Federation meetings. Oh yeah, yeah, you can read it if you like. Yeah, okay. Valneck, Valneck was there representing the Federation. Okay, well, I'll, I'll read it out and uh, then you can uh, kind of walk us through what, what this is uh, telling us. So, uh, so Valneck uh, communicated with you a quote, yes, I was there representing the Federation, helping facilitate things and negotiations between corporations and the Alliance. The corporations of those three men, Bezos, Musk, Branson, along with along among other smaller corporations were chosen to manufacture technology like spacecrafts to serve humanity and help defend Earth so that the Federation can hand over the responsibility to the Terran people. I've been working to train their military in space travel and navigation and also training them to help use the technology that will be manufactured. I personally have been working alongside Terran leaders to help organize their military and choose military leaders who have the consciousness to understand the benevolent space beings and how to make peace in the galaxy. The corporations chosen are under tight, strict control. They are not allowed to waver from the agreements made. The consequences to breaking the agreements in any way I cannot say, but I can assure the Terran people that the corporations do not want to make enemies of the Federation. These corporations were chosen because time is of the essence. We need to mass manufacture spacecrafts and supplies to help defend Earth and quickly start training the Terran military, US Navy, Space Force. Please understand that it is a very large operation and I have been working very hard to ensure the success of humanity. These corporations have made agreements with the Alliance and have agreed to manufacture the necessities in a timely manner. Their businesses in other parts of the neighboring planets around Terra have completely collapsed and been dismantled. Anything that does not benefit humanity has been cleaned out. We are ready to move forward. This is very good news. I salute you, Commander Valnek. So yeah, that was his message to you. So you know, can you kind of like, uh, elaborate on that walk us through what what he's telling us there yeah so this is a really um big project for them i know um they've had to make a bunch of spacecrafts and technology in a short amount of time the galactic federation is giving the alliance the humans technology so that we can defend ourselves in space so Valnek and his team are training human military leaders how to use this technology, how to use it safely. Um, you know, I don't know the number of, you know, how many people they have to train, but I can imagine it's a really a large amount of people that would have to be trained so that they could defend planet Earth. Because, you know, the Federation's goal has always been to empower us, liberate us, and so then help us take care of ourselves. So that's kind of what, what is going on. Mm -hmm. and, and the message uh, emphasizes uh, the short time that 
is available for, for doing this. So, you know, why is it? Because uh, you know, I, I speculated that maybe there's a, a coming disaster that the Galactic Federation wants us to develop large fleets of spacecraft. But it seems that according to this message, there's uh, another uh, pressing reason for why this has to be done urgently. Right. He was not really specific, but I know that um... Mars is in the process of being liberated. The moon has been li liberated. Um, so I don't, I don't actually know. He wasn't specific in why it, there was a rush. Mm -hmm. Well, it, it, it seemed that, uh, you know, the emphasis on getting the earth militaries to kind of like take responsibility. I mean, I guess from that, you know, my speculation would be that maybe uh, the Galactic Federation is helping humanity set itself up to take control of our solar system, that mm -hmm. the greys and the reptilians have been kind of booted out. But the Galactic Federation is saying, well, you know, we're helping you set it all up. Uh, you take control and good luck. And, and then at some point, they're going to just kind of move into the background or move away. And, and, we, yeah. and, and we become responsible for the solar system. Is that about right? I did ask Valnik, are you guys leaving orbit anytime soon? And he said no. So mm -hmm. I don't think it would be like in the next few years that they would be leaving or anything like that. Um, so, but yeah, that's the information that he gave me. So. Okay. All right. But there does seem to be this uh, uh, need to develop uh, the technologies and the space fleets very quickly and, and getting corporations involved in all of this. And very interesting that. Uh, Valnex said that uh, you know they're watching the corporations very tightly, um, yeah. and, and that their previous business uh, is collapsing. And that's very important because I know uh, from my research that major corporations, aerospace corporations, are the big ones like uh, General Dynamics, Lockheed Martin, BAE from from Europe, uh, Airbus. That all these corporations were building spacecraft for the dark fleet, for right. the interplanetary corporate conglomerate. But now, according to the information that we're getting, that the dark fleet facilities and even the interplanetary corporate conglomerate facilities uh, are collapsing, that they're being, uh, that that presence is being removed. So it's like, so now the corporations that built those craft before for the dark fleet and the ICC, now it's like, well, if you want to continue to build craft, you're going to have to do it now for Space Force and for uh, the Navy and, and the positive groups. Is that a roughly right? Is that correct, you think? I, I would assume that since the Galactic Federation made agreements with them that they are able to control how it's, it's a it's a benefit because they're able to control how that technology is used and how it's not used. And, you know, maybe they can only use it exclusively for the military stuff that benefits the human race and it's not allowed to be manufactured privately for anything else. So, um, so yeah, I think that's the benefit. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, very interesting. Uh, I mean, the, what uh, Valnex said here, uh, quote, their businesses in other parts of neighboring planets around Terra have completely collapsed and been dismantled. So yeah. that's very interesting. So it's it's telling us that you know there's been a major shift in our solar system and the power balances that are there because of this 
in direct intervention by the uh, Galactic Federation and, and the corporations are having to make a, a, a very hard decision uh, of either just kind of watching their business collapse or realigning themselves with the good guys. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's a, a you know, a business decision. So, right. Yeah. And it's, you know, one of the controversies when I started talking about this um, in regards to what Elena uh, had earlier conveyed was some of these businesses, people like uh, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Richard Branson, you know, people are very suspicious and distrustful of them, but it seems that the Galactic Federation is also suspicious and distrustful, but is, is acknowledging it. While at the moment, you know, there's no one else around that all of the corporations they <laughs> that were involved in building these craft uh, are complicit in some ways. And maybe these newer organizations like SpaceX and Blue Origin, you know, their hands are less dirty. And so, right. yeah, I mean, I know that, you know, the dark fleet is being dismantled and that's being cleaned out of the solar system. And um, I imagine that the agreements made with those CEOs or with those corporations, there's a, Valnick did say tight, use the word tight, strict control. I don't know exactly what's in those agreements, but I imagine, um, you know, when you have that much money, you're so powerful. So you can go um, use, you know, use what you know and use uh, your money to make anything you want. And so I imagine if they made uh, agreements with the Galactic Federation, it puts um, a constraint on what they're able to do in the solar system, actually. So mm -hmm. it, look, the way that I look at it is it's a benefit. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you don't know about the contents of these agreements or how many agreements there are. I mean, it's very, uh, very timely. I just put out a, a post on my website about this, um, uh, the, the commander of US Space Command, General James Dickinson. And he just acknowledged uh, just a, a couple of days ago publicly that Space Command has just finished uh, reaching agreements with over 100 different um, entities, you know, whether we're talking about countries, uh, agencies within the United States, or corporations. So he's acknowledging that. And so my question is, well, um, is Dickinson referring to these agreements? I wonder, I mean, that would make sense. <laughs> yeah, That would make a lot of sense. Because yeah, it would. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. But I, I would assume so that's a pretty good insight. Right. So in your communications with Valnick, you know, for something like this, you know, can you ask him like Valnick, uh, you know, can you tell me uh, what were these agreements about? You know, can you give me some idea of the, of the contents and, and was General Dickinson involved in, in forging these agreements? He, um, he would not reveal anything like that to me if it would um, put me in danger or anything mm -hmm. like that. So um, that I know that there's a lot of stuff that went on, but that statement is what he allowed me to say about it. So okay, yeah. well that's good. Good to know. So uh, so he'll communicate information to you, and 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 that information is done in a way where he's concerned about not exposing you to any danger. Because I mean, this is real time intel that a lot of people are very interested in. And I guess these details would be, you know, 
could be very explosive. So he just gives you the general picture of what happened. Yes, basically. Yes, exactly. Okay. So it's a, a, you know, a lot of people think the Galactic Federation is like spirit guides or, you know, they're uh, like, a, they're a military, so it's military intel. And so it's presented um, in a way it's for, uh, they only release, he'll only release what uh, is safe for me to know. That, ma that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so you know, with, with, the, with this latest batch of information, you know, was it a, again, just like you received it tele telepathically from the implant as like verbal speech? Did you get pictures? Did you get images? I, um, I actually asked him because you posted um, of your video posting. So I asked him what was going on because I know his main job is, that's one of his main jobs is to work with the Alliance. So uh, yeah, so I asked him and that's what he told me. Sometimes I'll ask him to show me images and he'll show me images um, but not, no, he didn't show me images with that information regarding the meetings or anything like that. No. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Um, well, that's very interesting because I know Elena describes a process where she can sometimes see through the eyes of Thorhan and that's how she gets images. Is, is, is that similar to the communications you have with Valnek that he'll allow you to see yeah. almost through his eyes? Yeah, he, he'll allow me to do that. And he can also see through my eyes too. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like well, that's, that's, that's amazing. Um, so it would be good at some point if uh, you get, if he gives you images of, you know, the facility on, on Jupiter, like that, where the meetings were held, anything about that, like how big was the facility and, uh, you know, where, where exactly in Jupiter's atmosphere that you can facility be found? Because it sounds like this facility uh, in the upper atmosphere of, of Jupiter is very important for forging these kinds of galactic agreements. Right. I, yeah, I don't know what it looks like or anything, but I know that it's like a neutral ground for many different races and um, different space programs and everyone to meet. So um, it's kind of like a safety zone. Yeah, it's yeah. very interesting in, in going through um, you know, the years of contactee reports, it seems that typically it's Jupiter or one of Jupiter's moons like Ganymede or the rings of Saturn, that these seem to be places where there are major meetings and get togethers where they decide the future of the solar system or of Earth or different extraterrestrial groups kind of uh, reach agreement. So that's that's very interesting that uh, again, we have this meeting, uh, and, and it's Jupiter that is cited as the place where it was held, and it has major consequences for our entire solar system. Yeah. Yeah, it does. So, yeah. but it's, you know, it looks positive. So everything, you know, um, Valnick was very excited to tell me um, what's going on, because it's a big step. There's been a lot of wars, and it's a big step that... Um, Earth is now ready to be trained to defend itself. It's a huge, it's a big deal. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I know he's been really excited about it. And mm -hmm. it's good news because it means that the, um, you know, the bad guys are being cleared out, that we're being liberated. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, well, it's very important, the information you're getting and uh, that Elena is getting, because I, I find it very difficult to find real-time intel on what's happening in space. And so it seems like the Galactic Federation is one of the major players and, and it's working directly with you and with Elena to make this 
information available. Now, I, I guess the obvious question here is, is that because they don't trust governments and militaries to, to reveal the truth? So they, they choose to work with you, knowing that you will reveal it and people who are ready will find this information. Um, I'm not sure of the exact reason why. I mean, uh, Valnek and I became friends after he rescued me. You know, he's my protector. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of uh, smart of them to reveal it through people like me and Elena because we don't have any um, ulterior motives or other interests other than being truthful. So that's probably part of the reason why. Mm hmm. Right. All right. Well, um, so obviously uh, these meetings um, in Jupiter are something that people are very interested in. And so confirming that, you know, with more information, more updates, you know, that that'll be great. And I'm sure you'll kind of let me know if uh, sure. something comes up. Yes, okay. Uh, you sent me also another update just recently um, uh, on uh, August 20 about the moon. Mm -hmm. Um, shall I read that out and, and then maybe you can, sure. is that okay to read out and then you can elaborate on that? Yeah. Okay, so uh, this is your update from uh, August 20. Uh, the moon. The moon was liberated some time ago and put in the hands of the Alliance. The US is in charge of it, in charge of arranging all the different countries on the moon. There are sections on the moon, safety zones where meetings can take place between delegates. There are technologies being released and tested on the moon. These technologies from the Galactic Federation of Worlds are put in the hands of the Alliance to be used in service to humanity. The use of these technologies, the agreement to use them is very strict and must be adhered to. There are bases there. Galactic Federation of Worlds is in orbit there, training them. So that was the message. So you, do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, so I think even in the Jupiter agreements, when he talks about the um, technology and the spacecrafts that are being manufactured, the, um, the US military, the US Navy and Space Force, they're being trained with those technologies on the moon. So, um, so yeah, and I know he talked about there's difference, the Alliance is kind of in charge of the moon right now. And They've made certain sections where other countries can come and make agreements or organize and plan things. Um, and different space programs can come in those sections too, as well. Very important uh, that this helps confirm uh, what I suspected about the Artemis Accords, that, this, that that is a kind of multinational framework uh, for taking control of the moon and taking control of the solar system through m the different nations that sign on, but but the US is like the the hub, like they're, they're bilateral agreements. Every nation that signs under the Artemis Accords signs an agreement with the United States. So the United States is like the hub where you have all the different spokes uh, on a wheel. Right. So that's very interesting that the US is playing this role and the Galactic Federation is working with the US and with the Alliance. Now, I assume that means Earth Alliance. You know, what, what do you know of the Earth Alliance? Um, I know that it's the US Navy, the Space Force and Galactic Federation uh, working together. So, um, so yeah, but they've been working to kind of uh, liberate us and 
Um, the Galactic Federation has been training them and giving them, um, teaching them how to conduct themselves in space or in the galaxy and make peace between other uh, space beings, benevolent space beings and things like that. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of what I know about them. Okay, so a lot of the information you've shared is, uh, you know, is very optimistic. It, it presents uh, a future where uh, humanity is on the verge of having a lot of these incredibly advanced technologies that were previously used in secret space programs exclusively for the benefit of uh, the deep, uh, the the dark fleet or the deep state, and and for kind of elites. But now it's going to be made available to the rest of humanity. So um, how do you feel about that, you know, in, in the relationship to what's happening around the planet at the moment where, you know, people are, uh, are very are caught up in the negativity of, you know, the lockdowns and all of the stress and all right. of the uncertainty is, you know, is, is this just the Galactic Federation giving us hope at a time where, you know, with our planet is almost going through a, like a dark night of the soul? Right. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's important to pay attention to obviously that information. The I don't pay attention to the news or I don't watch anything like that. And uh, luckily, I live in Florida where there's no uh, mask mandates or anything like that. Um, but I believe a lot of the information on our televisions and stuff like that is run by like three letter agencies and stuff like that. So uh, I find it um, you know, there's counterintelligence and then there's intelligence. So I don't pay attention to, um, to, you know, the other stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, very, very important. So yeah, just focusing on that, that, that positive uh, vision. Well, one of the things that I've discussed in uh, my last book and what I'm doing in the future, I'm doing another webinar um, on a Star Trek future. So, you know, what, what do you, know about that i mean is, is it was star trek is something that uh you are aware in some connection to what is unfolding at the moment you know i've never seen star trek <laughs> oh really okay i've never i've never watched it but i know you know i know that the earth or the goal for earth is to have the ability to travel through space defend itself in space um, become a, a planet that is federated, um, working together as one, you know, one species for the benefit of everybody. Um, so that kind of uh, world peace kind of outlook. Yeah. Okay. So what about you in the future? I mean, what can we expect from you? Uh, are you going to continue putting up videos? Uh, what, what are your plans and any future events you want to tell my audience? Um, I will continue doing my remote viewing work. Um, I help find uh, missing persons, missing animals. So I'll continue to, to do that. But yeah, I will be uh, making more YouTube videos and giving information and things mm -hmm. like that. So, and if people want to contact you or find out about your information, where do they go? Uh, my website is meganrosemedium.com and that has my contact info there. So. Well, thank you. Perfect. Well, I look forward to uh, more updates and learning more about uh, what uh, information you're you're discovering as you do your uh, psychic work as well. Very interesting. Yeah. So, so thank you for being on the show, Megan. Yeah, thank you for having me. So that was Megan Rose. If you want to learn more about my 
upcoming webinar, Our Star Trek Future, then you can just go to exopolitics.org and there are some notices there with more information about the material that I'll be covering. So thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to Exopolitics today.